Welcome to the next episode of the Coventry Culture Show podcast. I'm Neil Wilkes and we are going to be telling the story from chip shop to theatre as we look back at 10 years of the Shopfront Theatre in Coventry. I've been to visit Chris and Julia down there many times and this was recorded before social distancing was encouraged. So please don't write it and complain. We spoke a while ago. Enjoy. Hi, my name's Julia Negus. I'm the producer for Theatre Absolute and the co-founder of the Shopfront Theatre Coventry. I'm Chris O'Connell, also uh, co-founder of the Shopfront Theatre in Coventry and the artistic director and the writer for the company. When we took it over in 2009, it used to be Fishy Moors. The Fishy Moors used to be down by the coach station and then they came here for a while. And then um, we took, as I say, took it over in 2009. And um, we were only supposed to be, it was like an exercise for about 18 months. We thought we'd try and put our theatre in, you know, on the street rather than and we tour around the country and in Europe and America. And um, we've been here ever since. It's gone really, really well. And it's such an ingenious use of a space because yeah. it's it's light, it's airy, lots of windows both sides. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point for us is, is that idea about, you know, arts and access and sort of like theatre on the street. And it was a curiosity for ourselves as theatre makers, but also a provocation for the city as well, just saying, you know, what would happen? Would people come? And of course people have, and it's just been brilliant. And we are the only um, professional shopfront theatre in the whole of the United Kingdom, which is amazing for Coventry. It is. That's incredible. And to think, like you say, it's a shopfront theatre, so it's got a different feel to it, a different vibe to it than somewhere like the Criterion or the Belgrade. Mm -hmm. It adds a different element to what it is you're doing. How does it work for you, Chris, when you're writing or directing? Uh, Well, one of the great things is the uh, if people are able to visualise the space, so you give it a good sort of like locational kind of introduction. You know, so when you walk past it, there's these ten big windows, which sort of so you look out and people look in. So that's the first thing, really, is that it, it kind of you're able to sit and just stare at the city passing by, which is you know a nice thing to do as a writer sometimes you can just lose yourself like that but also you know a lot of people you know stand and have stood and watched rehearsals and and one of the key things is that people knock on our door here and uh, in you know in a more traditional space one might sort of go into a foyer of a theatre and sort of ask can I speak to so and so and you go to reception desk or whatever and but here you know if someone knocks on the door and says uh, do you do anything to do with writing or or theatre or whatever who do I speak to and it's myself and myself and Julie would say well it's us you know we're the, we're the only ones here so, you know, so yeah you're talking to the right person so in that terms in terms of that access that Julie was mentioning you know it's, it's been really key for us in uh, that sense that people can just walk into the space and then they're kind of like oh wow so it's, I suppose it's a bit like entering the TARDIS but in terms of the theatre you know it's a theatre TARDIS that you walk in and not, not, not really what people expected you know well I was going to say it isn't what you expect because from the outside you'd imagine it was just a, a little square space and that was it but it goes further back yeah. Than you think and you've got a little bar over there in the corner yeah I mean well this is it when we first took it over I mean to, to give context Chris has had a play put on in Chicago and he went to see it um, this was in early 2008 and it was actually in a storefront and they have a cluster of shops all together and that kind of like supports the microeconomy of the city of Chicago so he came back with this wacky idea Julia why don't we set up a shop front theatre and it was that and idea your fault, then. yeah it's all Chris's <laughs> fault but the idea was is like we originally were just going to have this um, the immediate space by the door but then um, um, when we were about to move in they took all the deep fat fryers out at the back and suddenly we doubled our theatre space so our capacity increased and like I was saying to you when I when you first came in um, we don't just say put theatre on in a traditional kind of end on with audience one end and, and the actors at the other the idea is is that the actors and the theatre makers inhabit the space all around so you can create work in the kitchen in the cupboard outside so it's got that real 
real flexibility. And like Chris says, it's all, it is like a TARDIS almost. It is much bigger than you think it is. And in terms of making theatre, culture, arts more accessible, is it working in its, in its aim? Well, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we didn't know if people would come and see our theatre stuff. You know, it was a real gamble for us. But then, um, gradually, people started, were curious. And it was like, that's the good thing about COV, is people are up for stuff. And it was like, yeah, I'll give it a go. And then we, we say, look, there's only a few of us. We are only project funded. So please do the marketing for us. Tell your neighbour if you've had a good time. Tell your friend. And also we offer things like um, people can volunteer here so they get to engage with the professional artists. So we have various schemes and we support other professional companies and emerging companies here. So it's, it's, it's developed or mushroomed into not just being about what we make as theatre makers, but other companies as well. So we're supporting the infrastructure of companies kind of you know emerging theatre makers in the city as well the hope for the future is um to be able to keep going as long as we can i mean i mean potentially this area of the city center will be redeveloped um you know uh, sort of around we don't know when but i mean uh, it, it kind of feels like it may be imminent in which case you know it may be a tricky thing for us to stay mm. where we are but the key thing is that we're a, you know the shopfront theatre is um is a kind of a, a way of making sort of theatre which we've established in the city as Julia was describing so you know if we were to move to another space another sort of potentially another empty shop you know that kind then you know we continue aim to continue the work because it's about it's about the philosophy of the idea really that it, that it is for us about trying to reclaim spaces and to actually because the key thing I think that that we've the hunch we've worked on here is that there's something about this space which kind of f- has a sort of a, a sort of democratized kind of feel about it that it's non-institutionalized i think and you know after a show you, sometimes you can't get people to leave it's a bit like a house party you know because people are just kind of <laughs> yeah. quite chilled here and but also a lot of a lot of different agencies who aren't arts organizations contact us so there's something about the space and the the kind of safeness of the of the space that, that people like uh, it's on the street you know i think it has that non-institutionalized kind of feel to it so we'd be keen to try and extend that um and move it you know move into other spaces uh should when if eventually the bulldozers you know would come down this part of the city center but also like chris was saying the agencies like with grapevine they do some work here um like coventry um the coventry society so they meet here once a month um we have like various groups and then we have like uh, one-off hires as well or just say look i need a space and i've got like 40 people coming can you help us out and be inspired they they're like a group of young people and it's all about just you know being positive in the city and and work you know you know their kind of work and what they can do as they sort of like go forward as they're kind of um not in their work life but also kind of like leisure and stuff like that and it's and it's really it's really good the kind of mix of people that we get actually and it, that was one of the funny things is like when we first started we put on an event for one night this was like years and years ago and then after the event had finished chris and i went okay what do we do now <laughs> and so it's like really other people and other agencies and other organizations have helped us program and curate the work here at the space and that and that's a big thing it's really about partnerships and stuff and actually i must mention about the city, um, city council all those years ago they were brilliant when we came back from chicago and said um can we create shopfront theater they were brilliant they were like well i mean obviously we had history and we've won awards at edinburgh festival and things like that and they were like well, yeah, go on then, give it a go. And they've been brilliant with us, actually, really supportive. But, I mean, also to say that we've also brought investment and money into the city through the arts with the kind of professional work that we do at the shop. So it works really well. Which is great to hear, isn't it? Because I think the council get a bashing for all sorts, and rightly or wrongly so, that's what happens. But 
they've been there and they've gave you that initial yeah and I, and and you know definitely we needed the physical space and they let us get on with it they trusted us which is fantastic i think people have woken up over the years certainly in the arts to saying it's not about being isolated it is about collaboration it's about partnerships it's about audiences you know what audiences want and about conversations like chris was saying the democratization of the space affords that for all the different partners we have I've always been a great advocate, really, of just trying to do it, do it oneself. You know, is that is that I sort of do quite a lot of work with writers who are on uh, MA write, playwriting courses or creative writing courses, and you know, you get a sense from them that they'll be sending off their plays or their manuscripts to to people and waiting for the phone to ring, and invariably the phone won't ring. You know, because it's an incredibly competitive environment. So I think one of the key things is to is to find a way to collaborate with people. That's how we began as a company. It's like, you know, there are there's actors, there's directors in Coventry, in the region, in Birmingham, in, in West Midlands, there's spread, spread. You know, there's people around the region who, who one can make contact with um, and through networking, through coming to places like our like Shopfront Theatre or to the Belgrade Theatre or just getting out and meeting people there's a way to begin to kind of make your own work um, want, you know um, that's not always easy I appreciate that but at the same time I think that's what I would say to most people is that uh, get out as much as possible and meet as many people as possible here at the shop in particular we have a programme that we run ourselves called At 38 which is because um, uh, we're number 38, City Arcade. So, uh, oh, there's thought yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, all, oh, yeah. all ties <laughs> together. Um, and, and that's like a three-tiered programme that, that we kind of run uh, where we offer, uh, there's like a regular writing gym that I do for people who are of all different abilities, whether you might be uh, just a beginner, a mid-career professional writer, or I did some mentoring recently for a guy who was a retired social worker. So it's across any aspects, you know. Uh, and that's like, um, I call it a writing gym because it's a like a mental workout as opposed to a physical workout. That's usually like a three-hour session, very informal session that, that I do with people. Um, and that's... Um, people can just contact us and sign up for those gyms. We also have a thing called a theatre lab, which is a, a more experimental uh, idea that uh, theatre makers, again, whether they be amateur, professional, student, doesn't really matter to us, can, can make use of the space and develop an idea over a period of time. And then also the third aspect of it is called one-to-one, which is where I can sit down with writers um, or actors or whoever it might be, people who've got that kind of question, who are like, how do I kind of, how do I make the entry into the profession, you know? And that's like a bespoke 90-minute session that, that, um, that I'll do with people to just explore some of those ideas or if they're writers, we'll look at the script and do some work on the script. It's very much about what the person who approaches us wants. Mm. Um, but with all the experience that we've gained over the years, it was that idea of like, where in the world can you kind of nowadays sit down for 90 minutes with somebody and just get one-to-one kind of you know feedback on what it is that you need? Um, we have a, we have a small charge for that. We have to charge for it because obviously we have to generate income for the space. But um, it's very much about trying to hand on our experience to uh, whoever is is seeking um, information about the arts, or the, you know, who people who are curious, or people who are say mid-career how do I make my next movie it's, it's for us it doesn't matter where people are in terms of their positioning it's just you know we can talk about theatre making and Julia also in the one-to-one will also help people with um, uh, if people are making fund- funding applications sometimes those forms can be a bit onerous so again she'll, she'll help people out with those as well. And that's what it should be about because sometimes I think you know we still feel sometimes that the arts is an elitist thing and uh, people think well it's not for me or blah 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 but um, 
for us, our big thing is about you know why we why we like theatre and why we particularly like new writing is because it's it's relevant to people on the street. It's it's our stories. We're interested in being story makers, and we also want to break down that barrier about you know like I said you know the elitism of theatre and it's about um, like that Chris was mentioning the DIY approach. It's like yes, you want to you want to get into this profession. Um, you've got a project idea, and then you suddenly think you're going to put it on in two months' time. It's not going to happen like that. So you just, it's, it's really just about supporting and nurturing people with their ideas and, and, and say, bringing on those ideas into turning them into stories and then sort of like take it, taking a step back almost with their ideas and saying, OK, let's think about this properly. If you've got a good hunch, a good idea, let's try and develop it with you. So it really is about, you know, sharing the knowledge that we picked up over the years and, you know, getting more people involved in the arts because it affects us in every day. You know, when you go home, you watch the telly, we see something in the street or you've had a terrible day at work and you pop the radio on or you read a book. You know, that's all about the arts. It all started from somewhere. So we need to encourage next generation of new theatre makers and kind of arts people, really, and that's that's what we hope we do here. We, we have to kind of generate earned income um, because we do uh, we rely on grants, so we're project-funded. We receive no funding whatsoever for the core space, so we have to pay our electricity bills somehow. Um, so, yeah, so we've kind of gradually... And we, we, we're off writing and making work sometimes so we try to get others to use a space so it's that thing that you might have something that you need to do or you want to access the space it could be a small business or you could be a voluntary group or something like that and you want to meet so you just get in touch with me and um, yeah it'd be nice to welcome people the more that people use the space the better really and it's all about bringing people back into the city as well so absolutely it's it's using a part of the city I mean yes there's a the shops and things down here but some of them are closed some of them aren't used it's sort of bringing people to this corner absolutely isn't it? yeah and it is about that thing about it's not just about oh we're just a, an arts theatre space on the street it's actually about that we support the micro economy of the city you know the city has all the big retailers the big businesses and actually we blend really well with them everybody everybody the independent retailers etc we are all significant within the city because you know you can have a very bland city or you can have a fab city like Cov it's about creating a buzz and that's what we think that theatre absolute does and it's like a little little fire that's burning in the corner with its creative thing going off you're part of the bigger wider cultural aspects of the city mm-hmm. do you think that more ideas like this could pop up spaces like this absolutely and and to be fair to other groups and organizations in the city you know um you know making making theater or art in unused or, uh, you know empty spaces that's not new you know people have been making work in garages and pubs and things for years and certainly in cov we're always that kind of you know we're all very much about reinventing or going first with something um, and so other uh, you've got City Arcadia who have like visual arts gallery um, you've got like um, Mercurial Dance they've done work in like empty shops I mean it's not a new thing and we've certainly had lots of festivals on the street and that's the idea certainly is about yes let's inhabit more spaces let's get more people involved but not just about the city centre either I must just say that it's really about let's get out further and you know out into Coventry all the different areas because you know that's what I mean you know the people of Coventry, they don't all just inhabit the city centre, they are all over and everybody, you know, interacts in some kind of way in terms of culture whether it's like sharing supper together or sharing stories or going to see a cinema or playing football there's lots of different events and it's also about just joining us all up together, so. Like, making making work and having the privilege of being at the shop is is amazing. Who knows, you know who knows where, where kind of like what the next kind of work will be really, but we're always curious, that's the 
the key thing for artists, I think. And uh, the very first shoot festival that they did, there was there was a couple of uh, break dancers who were in that show, a uh, couple of guys from Romania who had come to study at Cov Uni were now living and working in the city and they performed this incredible show in the shoot festival and I stood and watched it with Julie and we were like wow they, those guys are pretty incredible you know in terms of the physicality but there was something about the intensity of the way that they were that that really spoke to me so what came of that was that we began to we, we met with these guys and we began to strike up some ideas of how could we collide and complement and and build from their practice as breakers you know and what, what how does the physicality and the words come together and so we spent about the best part of 18 months through different sort of raising money from different ways to to pay ourselves to do it um, we've spent that time making uh, a show with them, which ended up as a 35, 40-minute, actually a 50-minute piece in the end, called Traum, which explores the idea of... It's the German word for dream. I don't know why it's called that. I just like the word Traum, yeah. so we called it that. Uh, but it is kind of about dreams in some respects, is that it explored the sense of migrant, you know, being a migrant, coming to, you know, built, leaving one life and coming to another life, So, which is what those two guys had done. The point I'm trying to make is that was a very clear kind of route of, mm. you know, of mm-hmm. two guys who we'd never met who we wouldn't meet if we were still touring in black box theatres around the country, who kind of came, you know, came through the doors because of Shoot Festival, because Shoot Festival had approached us. You know, so there's a very clear line of sort of succession there or accession or whatever you want to kind of term it, you know, to... To, to integration and kind of involvement with the community. And so that's, you know, like Julia says, even though we can't always pledge to put on work, we, we, we've proven many times and shown many times that there are ways that we... Mm. can help those things to kind of come to fruition, you know. And and just to build on that point that Chris makes, it's actually that, you know, those guys are friends of ours now and they actually train here most nights at the shop because obviously they're breakers and, they, you know, it's that international link as well. It's most weekends they're off in Prague or somewhere else breaking, doing championships, you know, and stuff like that. And obviously, you know, unlike us, they need to, <laughs> they need to kind of, like, keep their bodies, like, finely tuned because uh-huh. that is their work. And so, um, so, yeah, so, again, they access the space, you know, we kind of like support them to sort of be able to come in and train sort of most nights and it's great because it uses the space when we're off writing or doing other things so it's really nice that kind of link that we try and support people like Chris was saying in in other ways if we can't directly put their work on because also we're running around trying to get funding to put our own stuff on as well. And over the years they've had many highlights down at the Shopfront Theatre including for me the season known as Are We Where We Are? I'll let Chris tell you more. Yeah, so it was, it was the idea of um, uh, a writer called Henry David Thoreau in the 19th century America took himself away from the industrializing world to live in the woods, sort of upstate from, from New York, I think. And he, he ended up writing a book called Walden Pond. So he was living in the middle of nowhere in this, in this kind of cabin uh, and just reflecting really on, as I say, the industrializing world at that time, mm. the end of the 19th century. And in the middle of that book, he wrote this thing uh, which said, we are not where we are, but in a false position, which really resonated with me. And I, and I came across it again a bit later in a novel by Paul Auster, where one of the characters sort of says the same thing. We're not where we are, but in a false position. So we began to ruminate on that, thinking, how does that relate socially, politically, economically, across race, across justice, equality, inclusion, you name it, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of... Uh, the, the world that we live in now in the 21st century and th- but then we thought it should be more of a question perhaps so, it's, so we rephrased it to are we where we are that's the question to our artists that we've commissioned and to our audiences as well and it's thrown up some amazing sort of discussions we've had mm. panel discussions after some of the shows people really have an appetite to, to discuss you know where we are
And another huge highlight for the Shotfront Theatre must have been the Shotfront Festival, which took place in 2018 across the city centre and saw the theatre, along with arts, dance and much more, take over empty shops and public spaces within Coventry City Centre. That included Mercurial Dance, who were giving a sneaky peek at Retold as they took over the CET building for creative performances alongside the Belgrade Theatre. Hi, I'm Oliver Scott. I'm the Artistic Director of Mercurial Dance. We've been working on a series of sections inspired by different bits of the newspaper. So we've been working on a sports section uh, as a duet between two of the men. Uh, And we've also been working uh, on uh, what we're calling our journalism section, uh, which is a whole series of gestures that's built up from, uh, first of all, working at the counter from all the photos that we've seen. And now we've sort of taken that further out into a piece that moves around the space a little bit more this week. And have you had many stories in to be retold? Um, we, at the moment, the stories we're using are ones that we've collected from the websites um, and around different sort of bits. And in terms of today, the windows are all open here. Yes. Um, and you can literally come and stand. Well, not only the windows are open, the doors open too. So ah. we've got we've got an open, uh, what we're calling an open rehearsal, in which you can give a story and gain a dance, which means that uh, we will have some sections uh, of early material that we've made to share, so what we call work in progress, um, so early drafts of material. But also, if you tell us a story, our performers will improvise live right there and then and turn that material into a dance for you personally. So in return for giving us a story, you will gain a dance. And what an amazing sight it was to see the dancers across the CET building. And also part of the Shopfront Festival was Latherland, a fully interactive soap based within a coffee shop in town. And I had a chat with Susanna the week before on the old radio show that we did and I didn't quite get all the information correct. We spoke last week, Susanna. Yeah. Latherland. Or as I put it somewhere on Facebook or Twitter, I put Leatherland. Oh, did you? <laughs> Something completely oh, different. That's the, that's the late night version. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Latherland is the interactive soap. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah, very good. We've got all our actors here now, so we're just setting up. They're trying on costumes and wigs over there as we speak. And um, we've been chatting to them this morning. Steve's been divulging some plot lines to them. So we're in preparation. Yeah, we're very excited. How extreme are you going with these storylines? Uh, <laughs> hard hitting? <laughs> I think so. I mean, the show starts off, there's been a murder. It doesn't get much harder hitting than that, does it? So where did you... Where do you draw your inspiration from with your storylines? The soaps, the real soaps. Yeah. Are you a proper soapy then? Yeah, always have. Well, I guess so. <laughs> doing I think this, Steve and I? and I have both been obsessed with TV. We were talking about this last night, weren't we? So, you know, really, some kids just are, and we've watched a lot of telly as children. I mean, Steve was, were you saying about upset for his children's friends who have a lot of homework? Yeah, they, they give primary school kids too much homework, they I think. Time to watch telly. Like, how are they watching telly? How are they getting their real education? That's what I want to know. Well, yeah, for me, it was Neighbours at Tea Time yeah. and then EastEnders yeah. later on. Well, exactly. Home and away straight off. Like, of course, my sister double, was more yeah, than yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, and then, East, and then what, maybe half an hour of homework and then EastEnders. Yes. Um, there was a little bit of Eldorado mixed in there as well. We were just talking about Eldorado. <laughs> I've actually visited the set on another... Have you? Um, research trip yes many years ago but um, yeah it's a hotel now (laughs) I'm delighted I'm absolutely it's it's brilliant come into the coffee house and they can watch the action what's happening 
we've created a little set in the corner there's a rack of costumes and there's a bunch of TVs around the coffee shop so they can watch it on the telly or they can become part of that by talking to me and Steve and getting an outfit on and stepping onto the set and that was just another great way for people to get involved with the arts in Coventry on that day they were wandering around town doing their shopping and before they know it they were part of Latherland. And a final look back to the Shopfront Festival is my chat with Gabrielle, who looks after the Gratitude Wall, which you'll see at many events across Coventry and beyond. Hello, my name is Gabriella. I am the Gratitude Wall lead uh, for Hope for the Community. This is lovely. Explain the Gratitude Wall for us. It's a simple concept. Uh, It originated from research at Coventry University about uh, evidence that if people express gratitude on a daily basis, it will improve their health and well-being. So we've decided to convert it into a community art, hence the chalkboard. We have two here at the CET building. We had also a pop-up wall that went around 13 events earlier uh, last year and this year. And what's the feedback like when you you put these on? Uh, It's very positive. People open up with uh, really great stories and uh, we sort of try to theme the contributions to sort of say what people are grateful for and hopefully at the end of the Shopfront Festival we will know what people are grateful for as part of the Shopfront Festival. It's amazing, isn't it? What, What sort of message have you had so far? So being back in Coventry for Shopfront Festival, exciting, fab, friends, food, fun, family and (laughs) Fridays <laughs> and grandchildren lots of drawings because somehow this building seems to make people very very creative which is a great thing it does what are you going to be putting on there I've put warm clothes currently because it's a bit <laughs> cold outside I tend to normally put coffee on there because that also keeps me going but of course family is the top thing. so where how can it develop from such an idea into something that's been to so many places and so many people have accessed it Uh, Well, it's more about just the passion behind it, is the stories that people have told us when we've put it in different places and and the openness of people just sort of us approaching them saying, you know, this is what we do, would you like to try it as part of your event? Again, it's sort of changing what a place could be, just putting something else into it. Of course. And it must be so good for you that it's been to places like the Godiva Festival here, you know, touring all over the place. That sort of joined up thinking of working with other people must really benefit as well. Well, it is a community art project. Yeah. Uh, so the community has been involved in it from the beginning. And I think it's, it's the community creates what, what is on the wall. And that's what inspires us to take it to other places. And I, and I think is the message with it as well, that it's sort of something that you wouldn't think this is related to research in any way. But actually a chalkboard and a chalk two kilos of chalk that we've managed <laughs> to use in. so far uh, then uh, you know it's, it's just amazing so uh, we try to you know we want to go on and want to take it to more places uh, so we want to build a, even a bigger wall isn't it funny that something as simple as chalk and a, and a, and a wall can help your well-being this is just another visual representation because it's not just the people who write it it also you watch people who just stop and read what other people have written you see parents faces sort of light up when children write my dad my mum my family uh and and talk is inclusive any age yeah 
Everyone loves scribbling with a bit of chalk. I think it's absolutely wonderful. And if you want more details on the Gratitude Wall, head online to Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Just search for Coventry Culture Show and I'll pop all the details that you need on there. The Shopfront Festival was definitely a highlight of mine. If you want to know more information about the Shopfront Theatre, all the details you need will be online. Just go and search for Coventry Culture Show on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you to Chris and to Julia for their time. Congratulations on 10 years of the Shopfront Theatre and we look forward to the next 10, whatever that might look like. Join us again for the next episode of the Coventry Culture Show podcast. I'm Neil Wilkes. Take care.